welcome back, Calm listeners. This is Methodical Millions, where you can better your future and better yourself. Cal, I heard a couple headlines about a rocket launch from China that seems to be in an uncontrollable freefall back to Earth. So I wanted your opinion because we've been talking about Blue Origin and SpaceX moving to reusable technology. Did you hear about this? And what are your thoughts on what's going on? Yeah, I've heard about it. And I don't know what to think of it, to be honest with you. The problem is that there's, like you mentioned, this Chinese spaceship. They somehow lost control of it. And as you mentioned, it's in free fall on its way to Earth. And I think based on what I found online, they expect it to make impact on the 8th of May. The concern is they actually don't know where it's going to land. Realistically, 70% of Earth is covered in water. So so the odds are it's going to land there, but 30% is still in land. And even though not all lands occupied by man, it is a point of concern. Hopefully by the time this episode airs, we might have an idea of where it landed and hopefully no one gets hurt. You know, it's a bit scary to think about that it could just fall into a city or something. I remember growing up watching that Armageddon movie where the asteroid was going to hit Earth and people were sent up to redirect it. I suppose it's a little bit more difficult when it comes from another country because there is a space race going on. I think if I had to pick the two biggest international races, it would be space and AI because those who have AI and space dominance will become the new superpower. It's very clear that Elon specifically has brought U.S. space dominance back to the map. And I've seen headlines of other countries like India and China doing their own versions of Moon or Mars rovers. And NASA actually just had the first ever, it was a rotary-style helicopter that flew on Mars. And we've never had that happen. So far, we've just drop-shipped rovers. And now we have that. Here's a cool thought. The reason why you want to go solar and electric provided the charging works out. I think that was actually the case with the Mars rover too. You can't have gas-powered rovers or helicopters on Mars without any fuel sources. It wouldn't make sense. If we're going to send robots there, we should have solar-power-generated electrical devices. I always think of those video games where you can build up your bases, like StarCraft, where you start with the very basic rovers, and then you go to helicopters, and then you go to mini cities. China specifically always does their own thing. There's no way we can necessarily control, unless there's some mutually agreed upon system on the rules of flight and all that kind of stuff. I think it happened five years ago, landing into some small village. And I mean, no country's perfect. Every country pretty much has a history of normal planes malfunctioning and occasionally doing emergency landings and things like that. But that's why I think reusability is so important. The rocket reentry with burning up in the atmosphere was commonplace. It was the only way we did it because getting to space was the success. There was no second goal of reusing it. And I think that's why it's also hitting news too, which is we found a better way. So there's probably going to be an incentive to not even just social pressure. It'll just be economic. If a rocket costs 20 million instead of 400 million, because you can reuse it and just refuel it, and then you extend its own longevity, that's a clear incentive to adopt that technology. I think I just heard 
Another headline, Jeff Bezos is going to raffle off his first space flight tourism on Blue Origin. I think that's probably the second one or third. Elon Musk did one with a billionaire. I think it was going to the moon. Richard Branson did one with Virgin Galactic. Yeah, I heard about it, but I haven't looked much into it. I was just making the point that that's three major companies that are working on this. And every time I hear there's a new space thing, I never took it seriously because it seems so distant in the future and insanely expensive. But I think as the technology gets better, I'd love to go to Mars or the moon. Why not? I think it'd be cool. It'd make you think about life, you know. I've seen that picture of the Earth as a small blue dot, and that's a very famous one. Carl Sagan had a cool point about how we're all the same, and I think there's a huge difference experiencing it for yourself. I agree with you on that. Like you said, the space race is very much on. And I actually wanted also to point out China and India are doing quite well overall with their progress. I'm not following it religiously, but enough to the point that they've landed rovers on the moon and India has successfully orbited one of their spaceships and taken some shots there. It's really, really cool. I think for humanity to survive, we're not destined to be on Earth forever. And I think that's why entrepreneurs, scientists believe that humanity eventually will make its way to other planets. Just going back to the original question about the Chinese spaceship, they definitely had a reason to be up there. They lost control of it. The good thing is there are trackers online, so you can look it up. And I think it monitors its speed, its altitude, and all the other details. And I think technically with that, they're supposed to be able to project where it's going to land. But with the space thing, it's incredibly exciting to me. I've always loved astronomy and cosmology, but this is man's step into actually going out there and trying to get to another planet. And with Perseverance, which is the current Mars rover, NASA was able to conduct flight on a different planet for the first time. It is a big deal because the atmosphere on Mars is very, very thin. I think it's 1% of the atmosphere of the Earth. Very, very impressive that they were able to do that. When you look at things like that, and then you're able to realize that we're capable, and this is the first initial step. When you put it into perspective of a human's life, to me, it's still very exciting that there's so much more to come. You look at these technologies and you wonder what else we have. Just to let you know, to add on that, besides the flight, there's a machine on Perseverance. I think it's named Moxie. It's short or something. I'll try to get that for you. It basically converts the carbon dioxide into oxygen as opposed to transferring oxygen tanks for people. You clearly need oxygen to breathe on Mars. So right now they're still doing it in very small quantities, but they're able to do that successfully. That's what's very impressive. That's what I find very, very exciting. Can't wait for more. That's really cool, actually. I didn't know they were doing that. I think I have an interest in it too. I just don't follow it as closely, but maybe it stands for methane oxygen. That was always Elon's idea. He originally wanted to buy a Russian ICBM, like a missile, and send it to Mars basically retrofit it into a rocket as they had the best technology at the time. And he wanted to send a plane and then get this photo back to Earth to inspire people. What made him decide to actually build SpaceX was humans didn't lack the inspiration. It was just the feasibility of bringing the cost down. His line was always, if it costs a billion dollars a person, no one's going to do it. But if you can move for half a million dollars, maybe sell your house and off you go, 
provided travels free and it was somewhat safe, relatively speaking, he was trying to think of the tipping point of where people would start to say, why not? I think that in itself is very inspiring. It's easy for one company like NASA to do scientific tests, but how amazing will it be when science gets to leverage business? NASA's got this rover conducting oxygen experiments, but then you see a commercial space flight come in, they're building a city, and then NASA is going to say, well, why don't we work with these guys? Which is why SpaceX got awarded that lunar lander contract with NASA for, I think, $3 billion or so. Things are happening in this area. Whereas 50 years ago, it was a big deal just to land once and there was a steady decline. No one was working on the problem. Who better equipped than the top two? I'm not going to say the richest people. That's just the byproduct of being super smart and building value for the world. This reminds me of when entrepreneurs built railroads and really made a difference to infrastructure. That's what I like to see. I think it's an awesome way of doing it and it's exciting. I think we're going to see a lot more develop a lot quicker. It essentially just compounds into something normal. Cal, if you had to take a bet, first human commercial space flight to the moon, post an Instagram photo, when do you think that would be? And then also the first one to Mars and back. My guess would be within the next 20 years or by 2040, in terms of fully commercializing lunar travel to Mars and back, it wouldn't be impossible to expect it on the same time frame. It's a much bigger challenge than traveling to the moon. From my perspective, it seems to me that there's way more attention on Mars at the moment than the moon. But I think because the excitement revolving around that drags the attention there. And what's crazy is that will essentially be right around the time that the full car fleet goes electric for sale around the world. There's a lot of 2030, 2040 figures being thrown around, at least for sale brand new where you can't even buy a gas powered car. Just another testament to how fast things are changing. We'll have fully electric cars, sustainable travel, and we'll have space travel, which are essentially Elon Musk's two big goals. So I'm all for it. I think the more the better, as we discussed before, in terms of competition. The way I see competition is one innovation. So reusability is something the rest adopt, and they all become better for it. Maybe Jeff comes out with an innovation on how to make something better and everyone else adopts it. And the same thing was seen with Volvo and seatbelts. And that technology became the norm. Airbags, things like that. These will all develop into things that are almost boring. If something's really safe, it's boring because you know what to expect. So I think that would be the turning point where space travel becomes normal. When people start complaining, my flight's delayed, or I got to wait in my terminal, and then it's not as uncertain. I don't think most people are in the let's do it camp. I would definitely go. Would I move forever? I think it would have to be an atmosphere and who knows. We've had years and years of civilization and wars and battle over resources and all these things. I don't know if I would be up for running that experiment again, or is it going to be just one big government there? Who knows? But I'm just happy that government's not holding this innovation back, that commercial space flight is something that's taking the charge and leading the way because if you want proof of efficiencies between private business and government with the right framework of who's running the show and what the goals are, I think there's a clear winner. That's a good thing because that drives more competition, as you mentioned, and competition drives innovation. Just to touch on another competition thing, me being into racing, the things that we find very boring on a car, like rear view mirrors and headlights, those were actually first developed on motorsport. 
they developed things like that to improve motorsport. The reason is it gives you a competitive advantage. It's the same idea with competition. This is only going to drive humanity further. You do your best, you create something, someone else maybe beats you to it, and then you actually can take their innovation and their development and enhance upon it or improve it or change it to make it more efficient. Back to the China rocket ship. I just keep going back to it because it really is the start of the conversation. And some people might say, what was it doing? Why can't they control it? I'm sure there's a lot more to it. And I'm sure that there's people that are watching it closely and trying to manage it accordingly to deal with it as it goes. But it's sometimes the cost of innovation. Things don't go smoothly all the time. We've seen that with the self-landing boosters from SpaceX and Blue Origin. They haven't landed safely on their first try. They've had many attempts and they blew up many, many times. And some people mock them for it, which I find silly. You fall down, you get up. You don't ride a bike from your first try. You have your falls and you keep getting up. If you weren't driven, if you weren't motivated, then you wouldn't do it. Having the competition is what motivates you even more. So I think Elon Musk wanted spaceflight by two, three years. He did have his astronauts go to the space station recently, which is awesome. Then we'll do Mars next. Just take it step by step. That's the way to go. Awesome, Cal. So we'll wrap it up there. I just wanted to cover a bit about that. I think it's nice for people to know in case things start falling from the sky. We'll definitely provide an update of where it landed in the show notes. Look it up to find more info on that. So with that said, let's wrap up today's episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of Methodical Millions, where you can better your future and better yourself. Thanks, everyone.